Welcome to Content Etc, a podcast to help you work through the challenges of marketing your creative small business. I'm your host, journalist and copywriter Michelle Gately from Word by Word Storytelling. I want to help you feel really excited about the content marketing process so you can feel confident in it and know that it's not just something else to cross off your to-do list. I'm all about the gentle and sustainable growth, so if you're after quick hacks and one-size-fits-all templates, then this is not the place for you. My mission is to help you create content marketing that's actually interesting, feels and sounds authentic, not just like a sales robot, and has just a little sprinkle of strategic magic. I want to help you feel really great about your content so that you can show your dream clients why you're their perfect match. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Content Etc. Today, I am going to be focusing on how to add some personality to your blog posts and your email marketing specifically. Um, I think that this is where so many of us can feel a bit stuck. There's something about social media, I think, where we kind of automatically relax a little. Not all the time, of course, um, but I think it just feels less intimidating than the idea of writing a blog post or a newsletter or an email, I should say. Of course, the things that I'm gonna talk about here also applicable to writing on social media and other parts of your business, but I'm just gonna focus on blogging and email because I really want those things to be less intimidating for you because like, spoiler alert, they're so much better than social media. So let's start with why it's important to add personality to your content marketing. So your blog posts, your emails, and yes, even your social media. So a couple of reasons why I love taking this approach. First of all, I feel like it makes it so much easier to create content because you're not trying to fit in this mold or write like you're delivering a university essay. Thank God. You get to draw on your own experiences, your own values, and You share information around an industry or a brand, but in your own voice, approaching your marketing in this way will hopefully help it feel less like this big chore, which is ultimately what I would love for you to have in your business, not feeling like you have a chore in marketing. Secondly, I think content made with stories at the forefront is generally much easier to consume. And So someone is more likely to actually read it all and remember it um, and to remember your brand. And that's, you know, what we want ultimately. It's why we're spending so much time actually creating the content. So the third thing as well is that your stories, your personality, your unique views of your industry are what's going to cut through the rest of the stuff online. Even when what you're talking about has been done before, especially in the age of AI and chat GPT, where things can sound very generic. Most ideas aren't new on the internet, but what you're bringing to the table as a small business owner um, is your approach and your opinion. Like you are not going to write, you know, the definitive blog post for XYZ topic and immediately become the number one search on Google. Uh, because, you know, there are so many big brands that are putting a lot of money behind doing that. But what if you didn't try to do that? What if instead you just spoke to your niche audience, to your 
dream people and shared your values, views and the stories that are really going to resonate with them. That is what I would like to sort of encourage you to do through this episode. So how can we do it? Well, the first thing is that we can tell stories about life and business. So where do we start with that? Well, there is advice out there of like, you should have X, Y, Z number of stories um, or types of stories to tell in your marketing. And I don't necessarily believe that you need to follow a certain formula, that there's a certain number of things you should be weaving into your content. But of course, If you're completely new to this, you've never thought about storytelling in your content, or if you're feeling stuck on what sort of personal things you can be writing about, then I am going to go over some places to start in a second. I think the best place to start is simply grabbing a journal or a notebook and just writing all the ideas and thoughts out without critically questioning them or judging them right now, because there is a time and a place for that. And the idea stage is not it. So let me share some key stories that you could explore in your marketing, like some foundational things that you can, and you can explore them in different ways. You can keep going back to them. You can keep talking about them in different ways. So the first one, why you started your business, you know, was there one defining moment? What pushed you or inspired you to do it? Two, what are some of the biggest challenges you've overcome? Obviously, try and keep it related to business in some way or something that's relevant for your audience. Three, what are some of the biggest wins you've had? Again, keep it relevant for your audience. Four, what are mistakes that you've made and learned from in your business? And five, what have you learned in your business that you didn't know a year ago? Those are some really simple places to start, which can give you some ideas for personal experiences and personal stories that you can bring into your marketing. So alongside some of these sort of foundational stories, I would recommend you also start to look for things that happen in your day to day. These are the things that I found especially helpful for writing a weekly email where I always strive for a more conversational and a personal tone. And, you know, By the way, if you don't get those emails already, there is a link in the episode notes to join Notes from the Margin. Uh, You get chatty stories, but also every Thursday in your inbox, a really quick, simple and actionable copywriting tip. So if that sounds like what you need, then the link is in the show notes. Um, So it's really hard to explain sort of what I mean by like everyday stories, because Sensing which things can become stories for your business is a little creative muscle that builds over time and not everything is relevant. I don't think that I got new nails done and therefore that's why you should invest in my course for your business is going to work. Like it does take some skill to weave into either selling or relating back to your audience and it's going to depend on your business and it's going to differ for everyone. So I'll give you some examples from actual emails I've written just to sort of give you an idea of sort of 
how random things in my life have inspired things. So the first thing, um, and I'm going to link to all these in the resources, like where it says things mentioned in this episode, I will link to the actual email so you can see for real what I wrote. Um, So the first one was um, a conversation with some colleagues inspired me to write about how everyone thinks it's weird that I work out at home, but that's what keeps me consistent. And I enjoyed writing that email so much. I ended up making it like part of my welcome sequence so people can get to know me a bit because I think it sums up sort of my vibe and the business values. Um, really recently I wrote about how a visit to the National Portrait Gallery sparked an idea for why we should share, um, imperfect work and why we should share before things are absolutely perfectly finished. And, um, I was really proud of this one, visiting a fancy office and finding a messy desk prompted an analogy about how none of us have our shit together in business. Um, I should probably you know, revamp that and repurpose it in some way because I was really proud of that. So those are all examples of things that I've written. Um, And I love using stories in my marketing, but as I sort of hinted at before, there are things to remember when you do it. There's two main things that you need to remember when you use these stories. The first is that you do not have to share your deepest secrets or relive the darkest moments of your life or share your trauma in the name of content. Ew, that is not what I'm about. You do not have to do that. Share what you feel comfortable with and most importantly, be strategic about what you share. And what I mean by that is the stories that you tell in your marketing should actually be relevant to your audience and your business. Sometimes that thread connecting your story and the message for your audience can be pretty thin, like I said, but the key there is to make it clear why you're telling the story to them. Um, Because, you know, as much as I'd love to tell you that, you know, I binge the Traders Australia in two days. It's not actually relevant right now to how you can improve your copywriting and your marketing. And I'm sure that if I was given enough time and the right creative environment, I could probably come up with some cool piece of content marketing linking things. But just telling you that I watched it doesn't lead in any way to me sharing some useful copywriting information. So If you are wondering whether a story is worth sharing, my advice would be to always go back to asking yourself how your audience can relate to it. What could they learn from it? And of course, you know, sometimes you might just want to share like a personal update and that is also fine as well. Um, But I think that generally making it part of your strategic marketing, making it part of your sort of sales stuff, it needs to relate to your audience. Um, And when I'm thinking about the story I want to share as well, I always think about the emotions because we all experience life in radically different ways, but we can usually all understand and relate to shared emotions. So for example, you might not have ever moved overseas, but if I was to share my experience about say, trying to break a massive task like writing your website into small manageable chunks and then I related that to the process of you know me moving overseas Um, you could probably relate to the feeling of you know being overwhelmed by the big task that lays ahead and breaking it down into sort of actionable things to move through that and make it happen so that that example a topic um, like approaching a big task has absolutely been done in 
to death in the business world. But I would tell it to you with a unique approach because I would be pairing it with a personal story, one that gives you a bit of insight into me and my brand. So one way to add personality to our content is with storytelling and using those stories to illustrate lessons or emotions that relate to what we do in business and that resonate with our audience. And yes, it works for product-based businesses as well. For example, I recently did a copy edit, which is a website audit um, and review for a product-based business that makes bibs. And their unique design for these baby bibs was based almost entirely on their experience with their own children. And that forced them to sort of rethink the design of of these bibs and come up with something. That is such a cool story to include and shows so much of your brand and your values in there. So adding storytelling to our content really helps. Defining your everyday stories, working out how to weave them into your marketing and your sales content is something that we could also work together on in a power hour if you'd like some help doing that. And there are links to book sessions in the episode notes in your podcast player. But you can also head to wordbywordstorytelling.com forward slash services. So Tip number two is to use examples from your world and your work. So just like adding your experiences through storytelling, I think that contextualizing information with niche examples can really add a personal touch to your content. So I find I do this the most in blog posts, which are often like information based or sharing tips. And I tend to share more emotional stories in my emails, um, just because there's that feeling of being more chatty and personal in an email versus a blog. Anyway, I love to use examples um, that relate to the people who I'd like to work with. For example, I wrote a blog post about content pillars, which I will link in the show notes under the things mentioned in this episode. And as part of that, I gave some examples for some creative small businesses about the kinds of content pillars they could use. So For example, if you're selling products um, and say you're selling products for children and babies, write examples for the parents who will be buying them. If you're a wedding photographer for eloping couples, don't use examples related to huge weddings. Drill down on the things that are related to your people and your audience. And you can totally use yourself and your business as an example. It's also something I frequently do when sharing copy tips. So for example, I updated my homepage and then I thought maybe I could share what I did for myself with my audience as an as an example of how you can just tweak and refresh things. And I explained the little things I did um, as a bit of a reminder of some quick changes that they can make to the homepage. Hello, I am briefly popping in, interrupting myself to share a little bit about my new service, The Copy Edit. This is a detailed audit of your website words combined with thoughtful suggested copy rewrites in your brand voice. So you can feel really confident that your website is the home of your business with copywriting that nurtures your dream people. It's perfect for you if you've written your own copy or if you've pivoted your business over a few years and want to make sure that the messaging is really cohesive, speaking to the right people. I look through your main website pages and your sales pages and product descriptions and give really thoughtful feedback on what's working and where things can be improved and then 
this is my favorite thing, I will rewrite sections of your website. Now, these are of course just suggestions, so you can use it as a starting point for the things that you wanna change on the website. But my aim with this, as one of my lovely clients literally said she did, is that you can copy and paste these updates to your website. So my client said that the voice and the wording of the rewrites felt so spot on that she just was able to put them straight on the website and update it without any stress. I wanna help you create a website that's nurturing your audience and helping you sell. The process for a copy edit is simple. You book, you fill out the questionnaire, and within a week, I'll send you a detailed report with all my recommendations, and then we'll meet virtually for a debrief call where you can quiz me about all the aspects of the report, ask any other questions, or get my feedback on any updates you've made. So if you head to the episode notes, you'll find a link to book your own copy edit, and I'll include a link to a blog post where I share extracts from a real life edit so you can get a feel for what's involved and what to expect. Now back to the episode. So tip number three to adding more personality to your content is to write the way that you speak. So I'm not here to encourage you to throw out all the rules. <laughs> Please don't do that. Um, but there is a reason those rules exist um, and clear and succinct writing is an important part of SEO so don't forget them completely but your blog shouldn't be like a high school essay so use slang use colloquial terms when appropriate speak more casually and don't worry about starting sentences with and or but that is actually my favorite thing to do your blog should be logically structured and it should be clear and free from typos, but it can be relaxed and your emails can be even more casual because with them, you're just talking to one person. You're landing in their personal inbox. So speak like a human. I love to imagine that I'm just chatting with someone over coffee. And I mean, I try to do that with this podcast as well. <laughs> A little side tip to this is to try and avoid industry specific jargon where you can. This is my pet peeve. It can be such a turn off to readers and literally screams like I'm trying to write something that sounds smart. It is so off putting when they don't know that. Just use clear language. As you're putting your piece together, whether that's a blog or an email, think about the visual cues you could add that will help the reader really hear what you're saying. So for example, I'm a massive fan of italics for emphasis, <laughs> probably a bit too much of a fan. Um, I love a long M dash to indicate a pause. And I like using brackets as an aside because that's literally how I tell stories to my friends. And Obviously, don't be afraid to add emojis. We all love them. Don't go crazy in your blog post, but you can use them to help illustrate a point and just make it sound a little bit more casual and more human than a boring piece of marketing. So tip number four for adding personality to your content is don't aim for perfection in your first draft because writing is layered. Your first draft will most likely be rubbish. Don't think too much about adding the perfect like witty aside or clever pop culture references when you are first starting to write whatever you're writing, whether that's a sales page, your website, homepage, content, social media, emails, whatever. Just focus on getting your structure and like the basic information out because when you go back and edit is when you can add in like good examples and references to funny things and things that you think will connect with your audience. Editing 
is where the magic happens in any form of writing, in any form of creativity. So don't try and skip this process by jumping straight from like first draft to publish post or email because it just, it won't, it won't work as well. And finally, tip number five in adding personality to your content is look for inspiration when consuming content because we all consume it. Sometimes consuming good content can admittedly make me feel a bit icky, can send me down a little comparison spiral. So I do think that you need to be mindful if you're any way like that. Take care with yourself um, and know when it's time to take a break from consuming because there is a time for consuming and then there is a time for just knuckling down and creating. So maybe it's like the analyst brain of mine at work, but when I enjoy a piece of writing or a piece of content, I try to think about what it is that speaks to me whether that's an email, a social media post, like copy on the side of a box, whatever. I try to look at it and think like, why is that working for me? What could I learn from that? You can start practicing and do the same if you want to be a nerd like me. Um, What is it that worked for you? What did you like about it? Is it like the tone? Is it an example they've used? Is it a particular story? How could you use something like that, a technique like that in your writing and your marketing. Um, A caveat here, of course, don't try to speak or write in a way that doesn't feel like you. You know, I read brilliant marketing from other copywriters and I think, wow, that's so funny and clever. And, you know, sometimes I do compare myself to them, but if I actually drill down into that style of writing, I realize it doesn't necessarily reflect the tone that I want to convey in my business. So the focus should always be on like the technique they've used rather than like the words themselves. So we should be adding personality to our content because it helps people connect with us and it makes it easier for us to write, I think. Um, And it's the thing that sets us apart from other businesses. So the ways that we can do that, first of all, tell stories about your life and your business. Second of all, Use examples from your world, from your work that are relevant to your audience. Third, write the way you speak and don't overthink it too much. And don't try and be professional or speak in a way that doesn't feel like you. Four, don't aim for perfection the first time you write. Get your thoughts out, get it clear and logical, and then you can add in that bit of spark and bit of personality. And five, When you see good content and you enjoy consuming it, look at it analytically and see what techniques work and how you could use them in your marketing. So that is all for this episode. Of course, if you would like some one-on-one help to, you know, work on any of these things to get your stories out, to add more personality to your writing, that is something we could look at in a power hour. If you would like someone to audit your website copy and kind of find the places where you could add those stories in, help you write them, then the copy edit is absolutely for you. You can check out both those things at wordbywordstorytelling.com forward slash services. And I'll be back in your feed very soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Content Etc. If you head over to wordbywordstorytelling.com forward slash blog, you'll find a blog version of this episode. There'll be links to anything I've mentioned in this episode in the show notes on your podcast app. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know by tagging me in your stories on Instagram, where I'm at word by word storytelling. And let me know what your biggest takeaway is from this episode. If you know someone who would enjoy listening to the show, please tell them about it. Word of mouth is still one of the most powerful forms of podcast recommendation. Make sure you're following the podcast to get the next episode as soon as it drops.